Hi everybody, uh, welcome to our first episode of The Running Elephant. This is our new podcast series to answer some of your questions about the three times six strategy, otherwise known as the elephant. I'm Nigel Sullivan, Puba's Chief Sustainability and People Officer, and I'm delighted to be joined by Anyaki Arenyo, our group CEO. Hello Anyaki, how are you? Nigel, not as well as you, but, but great, uh-huh. great to be here, very happy to be here. Um, in this new, it's new, this new adventure, um, and and great to see the other elephant is running. So, all fine. Before we kick off, uh, and we're going to talk about the Decalogue today. Before we kick off, the elephant has landed, and I think it's landed really well in the organisation. How do you feel about how it's gone down? Very positive, uh, Nigel. I'm really, really positive. So, um, three, let's say, th- three quick, uh, let's say, comments. Um, one is uh, I have got a lot of comments of around the simplicity of the message, which is great. And you and me, we spoke some months ago of, of the, about this point of building a, a, a simple message. Second thing, which was uh, it's not a surprise, but I was very happy to to see how people are, and there's a lot of enthusiasm around the new purpose. All of this, the adding the and making a better world, I think, which is great because I think we are a very a company that built up by people that is very people, very purpose-driven people, which which was great. And and the third comment is the importance of the KPIs. No, so we also said this at the beginning. Many, many I mean, when we started this journey around the elephant, that put some KPIs that will give us the the proper direction of travel. No, so very happy, Nigel. Very positive about about what's going on. Well, look, today's episode, we're going to talk about something called the Decalogue. And I must admit, I, I've, no, I've known you a long time now, Inyaki, and I didn't know about the Decalogue. But the original Decalogue was the Ten Commandments um, in the Bible, uh, handed to Moses uh, on the top of Mount Sinai by God. And uh, there's another Ten Commandments I've read, which is that Thomas Jefferson's Ten Commandments. I've actually been to his house, actually, in Washington. And one of the things he said was, never never put off till tomorrow what you can do today, which I personally is very close to me. The other one I really like, he said, which applies to both you and me, if you get annoyed, count to 10. If you get really annoyed, count to 100. <laughs> so I quite like that one as well. <laughs> so I have That's to count advice. to 100 sometimes. That's a really good one. <laughs> so look, to. what... Tell me about this this Decalogue, and, and I, know, I know you, you talked about it on, on Boop Advance recently, and I know the colleagues there really appreciated it, but tell me a little bit about the philosophy behind it, and then we'll maybe touch on one or two of the 10 things. First of all, um, when, I need, when I think on how we start landing the strategy, so there are three words that come to me. One word is urgency. So I think the world is moving really, really, really quickly, and... And, you know, before COVID, the world was moving quickly, but after COVID, um, there's a huge happening and everybody's running in, this, in, in the same direction. And health is like a super hot topic here, no? So this is this sense of we need to move quickly. Second is complexity. I mean, no, no question that health is a place that is not simple. And, and, but on the top of that, we have decided to make our lives even a bit more complex because uh, to our existing purpose of longer, healthy, and happy lives, we have decided to add and making a better world, which is we're all very happy and very committed and very fulfilled with this. But at the end, is making our life is a bit more complex. So, so and and you know, big people like complexity, and and it's all fine. But the complexity is there, and this and the third one is opportunity. So I think Bupa, and I've been here for quite a number of years. We never had an opportunity like this. 
So health is one of the main big topics in the world. Sustainability and the planet is another one. We have both. So, so is this sense of opportunity that really, I mean, you know, that sets sets up the tone and the direction of travel. Look, I've got the t- I've got the the ten things here in front of me. Um, are there any of them that you would want to start with uh, in terms of a message? You know, that that's close to your heart. The first idea on the decalogue is the run and the change. So, what does this mean? So, it means that we have, let's say. Going forward, we have two obligations. So one obligation is to run the business. So is the business as usual. We need to deliver what we say we we're going to deliver for our customers. And the second thing is to do the transformation at the same time as we do the delivery. One of the things I have learned in the last years is that people, big people love complex challenges because it will be part of our legacy. This will be doing the run and the change in Bupa on the elephant period will create the legacy that we'll all be very happy and very proud of for the future. And, 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 and for me, at least, it's a nice feeling. And, you know, we should get out of these binary useless discussions that I do the run or I do the change. I can't do both. No, yes, we can. And, good peop- and great people uh, love, you know, doing both. The funny thing is, you know, most people in their personal lives run and change, you know, but then you go to work and you do one or the other. You know, it's just, it's not natural. It's natural for human beings to run and change at the same time. We never stop learning and uh, we never stop doing. Look, I, I, the, the second one, Inyaki, I, I love as well, because uh, we're not going to go through them all, by the way, folks, <laughs> just, just a few. But, and I'll, I'll describe it in a moment, but I, I, let me tell you a little story about it. But we were in a the big Bupa risk committee uh, before uh, December, in December 2020, one of them asked me, look, are you going to do what other p- companies have done? And basically, you know, fire the non-digital. I mean, he was, he was a bit more elegant than this, but he said, you know, are you going to fire the non-digital people and hire a load of digital people, you know, from California or something like that to do all this digital stuff that you want done? And I didn't know what you thought, Inyaki, at the time, but I knew what I thought. And I said, no, 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 <laughs> no. We are going to invite everybody to be part of this journey. We are going to invite exactly. everybody to get on exactly. the train and everybody to be part of it. And I was so glad because you said that's what I believe as well. And the second <laughs> thing here is, is the second thing. I was relieved as well. But the second thing is to ask everybody, to count on everybody. And everybody that's listening to this today, we count on you. Exactly. I remember when uh, some years ago I was having a coffee with a, a big CEO of, of the Spanish bank. I remember the guy, um, he's a very digital guy, so I asked him, so how are you doing on the digital space? He said, look, we are, I'm very happy, Iñaki, we are now 200 versus 80,000. And that sounded me like, man, there's something wrong here. You, you can't be like 200 versus or against. Well, and we, um, you and me, we, we have this, um, we probably need to, need to share with the team this thing about the super millennials, no? Because you and me, people that we are not, we're not going to make 50 again, <laughs> we need to, <laughs> uh, you, 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 as a community of, of the above 50 people, we need to uh, protect ourselves. So we created this thing called super millennials, which is basically, basically a millennial is supposed to be some, someone that is younger, that is genetically created in a different way, and they are ready to challenge all of the main challenges. But we believe, and could be fine, and could be real or not, but we believe very much also in super millennials, which is people that are not millennials anymore. They have been here 
fighting many challenges in their lives. They are here for more and they will adapt and they will face digital transformation as well as good as a millennial. So, so on the journey we see Pupa having a lot of super millennials and millennials working together. This is how we see the journey. And I, I look, I have probably haven't told you this story before, but it's just, I'll try and make it brief. But I, I started out, you know, some people know I started out in science. You know, that was my, my, my I was a scientist at once upon a time, and I used to, I was not a very good programmer, but I used to program in Fortran seventy seven on a mainframe computer and stuff like that. And then, then I went into HR. Long story, but I went into HR, human resources, made a career there. Um, but then I, my previous company was a technology company, and 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 uh, to start with, we are a technology company as well. But they they started there. That they that's what they did. It was their business. And I find myself very afraid, very very afraid, because I these guys were quite um, not all of them, but some of the programmers were quite. Uh, the English word is aloof. And I I went on a course. And and the course was by a company called Decoded, who came out of the advertising industry, and and because. That, that got disintermediated by digital, uh, you know, uh, players, and and they they deconstructed the whole thing for me. What happened from the late eighties to to now, and I I realised that it it wasn't that scary actually. When you actually break it down, the digital stuff's not that scary, and actually yeah. most of us are standing on the shoulders of giants who have already created most of the, you know, most of the things that allow you to use Bootstrap and all these things to create apps and websites and all the rest of it. And I, uh, part of it was you created an app on your phone. And, and I remember going in the next day to the guys in the office who were all the digital guys and waving this app. And I said, I know what to do. You know, you know, and they said, ah, you can't learn that in the day. I said, I did, I did. But, um, uh, but it, 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 I tell the story to, 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 as a personal story that I was afraid of the digital thing. I was afraid uh, uh, of this because it looked, it looked unapproachable, but it's not. Yeah. Basically, you can you can describe the digital transformation basically as this gold idea that we had in the past to be great for our customers. Now is much more doable because there are more tools. So the digital thing, digital thing are tools. The gold exactly. is the same, yes. and this is why we have decided also to set up our ambition to be the most customer-centric healthcare organization in the world. So it's basically, it's the same, we need to follow the same path as the Netflix or Googles or Amazons, which is basically, they haven't created anything radically new. Basically, it's the same thing done in a different way, using digital tools and with this obsession on, on being customer-centric. So basically, obsession of asking our customers how we're doing and always trying to get the best uh, scores. No? So, so we, we are all together in here. So, okay, so we will never have like millennials, super millennials all together here. So you, we need to jump on the train. The train, the train is on the station. Jump on the train. Let's go. So this would yeah. be, you know. Uh, yeah, so super, super millennials, nothing to do with your age or anything. It's your, it's your mindset, isn't it? It's, it's how you think. It's your mindset. It's how you think. Exactly. Um, it's regardless exactly. of the age. Exactly. Exactly. No, exactly. It's a great point, uh, Nigel, totally, because we have young people with old, old minds um, and old attitudes, and also old people that they behave as really old people. So, um, yeah, yeah. And may, it's, it's and maybe attitude. some old people like you. you and I with younger minds, maybe as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. There are quite, quite a few, quite a few of 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 this in in a company like this because Bupa. I mean, Bupa has been a company that has been created by the people we've been working here for many many years. Yeah. 
not having like a shareholder means that at the end, it all, you know, it, it all is on the shoulders of the executives working there. Many, many years doing a lot of good, good job that we need to continue going forward. Now, one, one of the things, Inyaki, that, 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 that it sort of sits at the heart of all of this, I think, and it is in, in the Decalogue as well, is this notion of agile, you know, and, we, and we've, we've, we've actually, you know, agile culture is one of the, one of the enabling pillars for the, for the strategy. I mean, what does agile mean to you? When you think of agile, what, what comes to mind? The, the good things, I mean, I think agile as a methodology is basically reminding us that we should deliver more quickly. For, for me, this is agile. So there are a lot of things about the agile methodology that I struggle with. So I think uh, when it gets too technical, into squads, chapters, you know, and all of these technicalities around tribes and all of this, I understand them. But for me, agile is basically people working together to deliver something sooner. So mm. basically the reference point here is let's not plan to do anything that is not doable in three months. So if we get into a project that we believe the first delivery is going to happen in six months or 12 months, stop doing that. This is for me agile. So this is why on the Decalogue, um, I think, I um, can't remember exactly, but we said something like apply a reasonable but decisive amount of agile. And, and that means go to the essence of agile. And the essence of agile is people's, people working together to deliver things more quickly. I, I've, I've certainly made the mistake in the past of getting hung up on the methodology. Uh, I, I think if, you know, if you look at, um, it, it, you know, one of the best examples, if you like, and sort of best and worst is this, there's a couple of Spotify um, videos on YouTube if people want to have a look at them. And they really very well describe the methodologies. They're like 20 minutes each. But it, boy, it's complicated. I mean, because it's for engineers, you know, these are engineers, you know, yeah. and we're not, I'm not an engineer and, 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 and it's hard to copy, you know, deliberately it's hard to copy. And we don't need to beat Spotify or Apple. We need to beat AXA, you know what I mean, or something. I mean, and they won't be good at this, you know, and we can be really good at it. So I, I, I agree with what you're saying about, about Agile. It's also, a, again, it's a bit like the super millennial thing. It's kind of a, it's a state of mind as well. It's just, we will go faster. We will go, we, we will go faster. Yeah. That is exactly the state of mind. And, and look, uh, Nigel, let me also tell uh, you uh, like stories. I remember um, some years ago, I was in the office of McKinsey in Madrid. So they said, they called um, three or four people. You want to come here? We, we have this um, the CEO of a big uh, European bank. They, he's um, he's going to share with us all of the, how they implemented the agile methodology. So they, so um, I went to the meeting and I said, yeah, yeah, I want to listen to that. So I'm in. And that was something that um, basically what they did was um, they kind of like destroyed the company. They said everybody, so all is everybody's fired. Next Monday you come to, they hire a football stadium. They said, you come to the football stadium, you're gonna find what's your new job and the new methodology. And they restart the whole bank. Wow. You know, for me, that was an um, interesting story to, you know, to get yeah. to know, but for me, I, I thought, there has to be a more simple, reasonable way of doing this, you know, and, and, and this is what really we are really trying to implement. So apply agile. There will be some strategic projects that we need to we would we will need to be a bit more purist on 
protected child methodology. Mm. But for the business as usual and for our normal job, I mean, I think we can get, we can keep the good things of a child, so working more quickly, more decisive, delivery more quickly, but then leave the um, technical ingredients of a child more for engineers and maybe, and more for strategic, specific strategic pro uh, projects mm. will need agile purely, but not for the whole thing. Um, I think that's the, I think that's my learning, my experience at least. Yeah, to work faster. Sometimes you make mistakes. You have to accept that you will make some mistakes if you work agile, in an agile way, but it's, I think it's how you recover from that, how you learn from it and what you do next. Well, look, that, that's absolutely, that's absolutely. And we need to do a list. I don't know if I can, ask you for any mistakes you have put, you have done you have you, uh, in in the last couple of weeks i have a few so but but the thing is yeah. we need to be also more brave on trying things um, you know whether they might be mistakes but at least we tried and then you know um you but, but we keep trying so i don't know shall we maybe Nigel, what do you think if you and me we can start building up our own list of mistakes yes my 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 theory of life, of working life is to is to is to have just over fifty percent uh, uh, more 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 good than than mistakes. <laughs> if I can do that, yes, uh, then I feel yeah, in my yeah, head. Then, exactly. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. No. Exactly. Otherwise, you try. Exactly. You don't do anything. You don't try anything if you can't. I I used to work for a BMW, and I worked for a great guy called Dr. Walter Hasselkus. He was a tremendous man. He's still he's still around in Germany in Munich, and he he always used to say, Nigel. No risk, no fun, and it was a great. It was a great. It was a great phrase. No risk, no fun, and 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 that brings me to the last thing to talk about on this interview, which uh, uh, the last thing on your decalogue is have fun. Nobody wants to work for a boring company. Enjoy the journey. How do you feel about fun and work and all that stuff? Oh, look, uh, look. I think it's a it's a critical and fundamental part of uh, what we do. So. Um, Again, uh, when you said nobody wants to work for a body company, I mean that is absolutely an that is a that is a, 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 a principle. I don't know how you say this. Sorry for my English. Like a maxim, no maxim. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's um, basically if you don't go home, don't go back home with stories to share, then we have a problem. So I think fun. I mean that piece so stories so it will include a lot of um a lot like parting parting is great but also stories that we are very proud of that we shared having dinner with our families and our partners uh, what, what's kept me going to be honest with you through through my working life often is having experiences that you couldn't replicate elsewhere you know and and that's what yeah. that, that's about you know and that's about trying new things and learning and stuff like that because it, it, it just makes life interesting, <laughs> frankly. Oh, yeah. oh yes. I mean, it's uh, and also creates your own legacy, no? So um, I remember, for example, um, um, and many many years ago, like in Spain, we were starting with the dental business, and I remember uh, many people working in that project. But you know, there was a big crisis in Spain, and and many people were, thanks to the good job we did, many people were able to also help family members to find a job because at that point of time, the majority of companies in Spain were destroying employment and we were creating employment. So, so thanks to the good job we did, we were able to help people, which was great also. So that, that's part of our legacy also, no? And Yaki, look, thanks, thanks very much for the time in, in talking to us today. It's been, it's been great to speak to you. Um, hey, thanks to you. 
And look, um, I hope everybody, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's a bit of an experiment. We're trying new things. Um, if you want to get in touch, please do. We, we have um, we have a, a running elephant at bupa.com as, as a way of getting in touch. Um, but if you need to get in touch with Inyaki or me or anybody else, just, just let us know. And uh, we look forward to the next one. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Nigel. Thank you, everybody.